we're dealing with the new bread, we're going to talk about John chapter 6. Uh, we're going to go to that, John 6 and verse number uh, 32 through 36. Let's just do that one. John chapter 6, 32 through 36. Now, Jesus is teaching on the, the bread in John chapter 6, but he's, his whole plan is so they would understand what he's talking about. Now, that's the part we want you to see right now. What is Jesus talking about? John chapter number 6, let's go back there to verse number 32. All right. Now, he's already talked about verse 31, that our father did eat manna in the wilderness. He gave them bread to eat. But what is he talking about? Remember, if I'm talking about the new is better than the old, here I'm, I'm, I'm Jesus, the word of God, is comparing the old with the new. Now, both of these are spiritual things, so we're going to be able to see that later on in our teaching because that's what God is doing. He compares spiritual things with spiritual. All right, but here, they were, in a, they were in natural form. They were spiritual. They were used in God's presence that made them spiritual, but they were in natural form. So in verse number 32, John 6, 32 is where we are. Then Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say to you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. Remember, Old Testament, God rained down bread from heaven and called it manna. But here Jesus said to them, God gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giving you the true bread from heaven. So you want to put that down, the true bread from heaven. I need somebody to put that in there minister to somebody this morning. The true bread from heaven. All right. Now remember, he's going to tell you. He's not going to leave you guessing. Verse 33. For the bread of God is he, he, who is coming down from heaven and giving life to the world. So we do know the bread of God is Christ. All right. But he's not going to leave you to guess. Verse 34. Then said he unto them, Lord, evermore give us this bread. That's what they said to him. Lord, evermore give us this bread. The bread that come down from heaven. Jesus gave in verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. See, I am. So I want you to be able to understand this morning why Pastor Crump does not do communion on the table. Because if I did, I'd be serving you the old bread and the old wine. I'm going to tell you why this morning. I'm going to tell you why. Because Paul gave it to us. He said, this is why many are sick in the church. They're trying to eat bread off the table, which produced death, instead of eating the living bread, which produced life. See, I'm, 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 I'm just telling you. My job is to tell you the truth. All right, here we go. John chapter 6 and verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. But verse 36 says, but I say to you that you, are, you also have seen me and believe not. See, they had to see him believe. That's why that's their covenant. All right, now, we, we just, what is this is all about? 
And I gave you all of this chapter of John where Jesus kept saying, I'm the bread of life. Uh, let's just look at that verse, verse number 48, 58. Uh, 48, 58. We're just going to give you, you have to read John chapter 6 some other time. Verse 48 says, I am that bread of life. See? If I go down to verse number uh, 58, this is, this is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your father eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Now that's why you want to be able to put the divide line. He that eateth of this bread. This bread is the cross. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Christ is God's bread. But let's show you in the word, because so many people have not got any teaching here. They just go on about what people are telling you to do in their church. And they're just telling you, Pastor Crump don't know what he's doing, Pastor Crump don't know what he's saying. Listen, when Pastor Crump makes decisions in the church, you better believe I got the word. So let's look at it. Now, we gave you this this morning. John chapter 6. Now, I'm not going back through John chapter 6 anymore. Now, let's go to the book of Acts chapter 26. Now, in Acts 26, we're going to show you Paul's ministry. And the only way Paul could do this, he had to give them the cross. He had to preach to them the cross. See, he couldn't do it if he don't preach to them the cross. All right, Acts chapter 26. We just want to look at one verse, and that's verse 18. This is Paul's ministry. Open their eyes. Now remember, if you don't preach Christ, I'm going to show you after here, we're going to go back and show you that in 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, Paul preached Christ and him crucified. But what was his ministry to do? Here it is, Acts 26, 18. Open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, turn them from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive, watch this, forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith as in me. Now, if Paul, that's what Paul had to accomplish. Let's show you what he preached. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. See, I showed you what he accomplished. Open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, turn them from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive their inheritance. But what did he preach? 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. We're going to back up in chapter 1, but I want to do chapter 2 first. Verse 1 says, And I, brothers, be when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what Paul preached. He preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul says, I was with you in weakness. I was with you in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing word of man and wisdom, but... In demonstration of the Spirit 
and of power. Why did you preach Christ's power? Paul, here it is. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Christ, 1 Corinthians told us, is the power of God. Romans 1.16, I'm sorry. Romans 1.16. Let's go to Romans 1.16. We'll come back to Corinth. Romans 1.16. See, Paul's gospel was the power of God. So that's why he preached Christ. Because Christ is the power of God. Romans 15 and Romans 1.16, I'm sorry. Romans 1.16. Watch what Paul says. So as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. I'm the salvation. The gospel of Christ. Not, not the bread on the table, but the cross. The bread that came down from heaven is the power of God. It's the power of God on the salvation to everyone that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. When you preach Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. God righteousness is revealed from faith to faith, and it's written now, the just shall live by faith. So if you preach Christ, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and let's go all the way down to verse 17. 1 Corinthians 1. See, what you got to understand is God told us what was happening in the church of Corinth because they was not preaching Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.17, Christ sent me not to baptize. See, that's what people are preaching you now in the churches, right? Baptism. Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Romans 1.16, the gospel is the cross. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ, see it, should be made of none effect. If I preach to you, if I preach to you water baptism, if I do in the church bread on the table, the natural bread on the table keeping the Passover, if I do foot washing, if I do circumcision, if I do the law for as the burnt offering and sacrifice, what am I going to do? I'm going to make the word of God a non-effect. See, preaching of the cross won't have no power in the church because people won't know what you believe. You're still giving them bread on the table and you're still trying to tell them Christ is the power of God. Well, which one is the power of God? Decide. If it's Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, the power of God, then why are you using bread on the table? That's the Old Testament. Type and shadow of Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. So which one is real, the new or the old? All right, let's keep going. Now, this is what God said to the Apostle Paul. Now, what I want to do is I want to give you some Old Testament scriptures, then I'm going to show it to you the New Covenant. We're talking about the new bread is better than the old. Let's go back and look at the Old Testament. Now, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, let's show you, because there are churches who's telling you, you still have to do this. Leviticus 23, they call it, they call it convocation. 
I'm not calling your name. You already know who you are. Ain't nowhere in New Covenant God told you to keep no convocation. See, this is why people are keeping the Feast of Passover because it's one of the convocations. See, what Christ has already fulfilled, why are you still doing it? Christ already kept all of the feast days. Fulfill them. He said, I came to fulfill the law. Did he do it? Yeah. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1. We're going to start there. Because this is what some churches teach us. And the Lord spake to Moses. Now you got to hear what he's saying. Not to us today. Moses, speak to the children of Israel. Told you. God told Moses, tell Israel. Say to them concerning the feast with an S on it of the Lord. God didn't tell Paul to tell you about no feast of the Lord. He told you what the feast of Passover represent, which is Christ. 1 Corinthians 5, 7 and 8. The feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be my holy, watch this, convocations. These are seven holy convocations were given to Israel. Verse 3. Six days thou shalt work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, and in holy convocation you shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord, watch this, in all your dwellings. Verse number four. These are the feasts of the Lord. Even holy convocations, which are seven, which you shall proclaim, watch this, in their seasons. So when Jesus taught John chapter 6, it was in April. How do I know that? Because the Passover had to be in April. So people are telling you, oh, we got to go different places to keep the, the feast, uh, uh, the convocations, but they only go a certain time of the year. See, this is not given to you. But I'm going to show you what you're doing in the church, why this affects the people. All right, the preacher get a chance to take up your money, and then something else is happening to you. All right. Leviticus 23 and verse 5. Number one. In the 14th day of the first month, which we know is April or Abib, at even, at even, Jesus died in the evening, 3 o'clock. It was the Lord's Passover. So I can look at this and tell Jesus died on the 14th day of April at 3 o'clock. Why? Because that's when the Passover. So when Jesus is going through John chapter 6, he is teaching the Passover. He's talking about eating bread, and he want to know that these guys, do they know yet who the Passover is? Not what the Passover, what the Passover on the bread, on the table. He's letting you know the Passover is not a he, it's a who. It's the bread of God who's coming down from heaven. But they didn't know. 2,000 years a day, people still don't know. First, first, in verse 5, in the 14th day of the first month at even, is the Lord's Passover. 
Remember, this is the Lord's Passover. Verse 6, on the 15th day of the same month, is the, which is the very next day, is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Unto the Lord, seven days, you must eat unleavened bread. Now, these same people that's doing this, they're not eating no unleavened bread no seven days. They're eating the bread off the table, and they call that unleavened bread. Unleavened bread today is Christ. Let's move on. Now, that's Leviticus. Why are you there? We give you the Old Testament types because this is what we're going to show you. If I read down to verse 10, it's going to say the first fruits. We're not getting to that now, but that's resurrection. So, 14 day Passover, 15 day unleavened bread. Three days later will be the first fruits, which will be the resurrection of Christ and all those that were in Christ. Let me show it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's go and show you. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 20. And 1 Corinthians 15, 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits. Now, if you read this out of NLT, it'll say the first of a great harvest. The first fruits. The first of a great harvest. We're going to deal with this later. But it says the first fruit of them that slept. Then it says, for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So I'm giving you the new is, is better than the old. The old man is Adam. The new man is Christ. Everywhere you see, God is just comparing the old with the new. All right. Now, let's go back to Exodus. And we want to show you. In Exodus chapter number 12, let's back all the way back. Let's go all the way back to Exodus chapter number 12. What is, what is God teaching in chapter 12? He's teaching you the Passover. Who is he teaching it to? Because the body of Christ was not formed until God raised Jesus from the dead. So how can you go back all the way back to Exodus chapter 12 and say the Passover is what we're supposed to do in the church? All right, follow me along. I'm giving you the knowledge of the word. Exodus chapter 12. And the Lord, verse 1, And the Lord spake to Moses saying, and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This night, this month, I'm sorry, this month, shall be to you the beginning of the month, which is Abia, which is April, it shall be the first month of the year to you. Israel calendar starts with April, first month. Speak to the congregation of Israel. So you know what people do now? They say, well, okay then, we spiritual Israel. See, you, you can't make yourself spiritual Israel. You're the body of Christ. 
in the body of Christ, there's neither male, female, born, or free. We all want in Christ. It's not us, it's the body of Christ. All right. In verse number three, speak to the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, which will be April, take of them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. That's why Jesus Christ separated himself on the tenth day of April. Verse number four. If the household be to live for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house, taken according to the number of the souls, every man, according to the Eden, shall make you your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Now, you got to really get this. So if you keep a note, I want you to put down, examine the lamb. Now, I want to say something to you. They did not examine you. They examined the lamb. Now, when I get into 1 Corinthians, you're going to hear Paul say to the church, examine yourself. But he's going to ask you that whether you have examined the lamb. Remember, that's really the point he's trying to make here. All right. So you're going to, I'm going to show you when he says examine yourself. But he's really talking about whether you're in the faith. Make sure you say, make sure you're in Christ. Because if you're in Christ, there won't be no condemnation. So here he says, Exodus chapter 12 and verse number 5. For your lamb shall be without blemish. See, you got to be a male lamb of the first year. You shall take it out from among the sheep or from the goat. You shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole congregation of, the, of Israel going to kill it. Now, that's what happened to Christ. Going to kill it in the evening. He died at 3 o'clock, remember? And then they should take the blood and strike it up on the two side posts of the upper door, posts of the house, wherein they should eat it. Remember, they're eating the lamb on the inside, but they put the blood on the outside. And they shall eat the flesh of that lamb in the night, in that night. Now, remember, that's why Jesus gave them the Passover, because they had to eat that flesh that night. Here it is. Verse 7 again. I'm sorry, verse 8. They shall eat the flesh in that night, roasted with fire, and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, not sodden, at all with water, but they're going to roast this lamb with fire, and he's going to have his head with his legs, with all the other putinous thereof. You shall let none of it remain until the morning, that which remain until the morning shall be born with fire. Now remember, that is discerning the Lord's body. They had to know what to do with the lamb. You couldn't just leave it. Just like if you go back and deal with the manna in the Old Testament, they had to eat all the manna. And if they kept any of it, if it wasn't in that gold pot, 
They had to burn it. They had to get destroyed. They couldn't just leave it out there on the, and let it rot. All right, this is, this is very important because I'm going to show you this at the end when Paul talked about not discerning the Lord's body. Here we go. You had to burn it with fire. Couldn't leave none until the morning. Verse 11. And thus shall you eat it with your loins gut about. And they had to get up that night at midnight, all their clothes on, their shoes on their feet, their staff in their hands, and they had to eat it in haste. It is, once again, the Lord's Passover. All right. They had to eat that bread, drink that wine, because it is the Lord's Passover. Then in verse number 12, God said what he would do. I would pass through the land of Egypt this night and would smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, male and female, Male and beast, I'm sorry. Man and beast. And against the gods of Egypt, I would execute judgment. I am the Lord. So when the Lord came, he executed judgment. And verse 13, and he told him, he said, Now and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. When I see the blood. All right, we got to see this. The blood is what God saw. They in the house ate the lamb. Put the blood on the outside of the house. So that's why if you are redeemed, you have the blood of Christ over your house. Okay. But you still got to eat the bread, eat the lamb. All right. Watch what he says. In verse number 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will, hear that word is, Passover. That's where the word came from. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Once again. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So the Lord says, the plague's going to be there. But when I see the blood, the plague cannot come near you. The deaf angel is going to pass through the land. 400,000 plus have died of COVID in America. Wonder why God's keeping the church? He's keeping the church by the blood. Now you got to keep yourself from the virus, but God keeping you from the, the plague. Now watch what happened. Israel, verse number 13 again. And the blood shall be to you a token upon your houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Then in verse number 14. And this day shall be to you for a memorial. 
You shall keep a feast. Now, that's why they kept a feast, because of what God did for them in Egypt. You're going to keep a feast to the Lord throughout your generation. You shall keep a feast by ordinance forever. So they had to do this forever. All right, one verse, and that's verse 23 and 24. I'm going to show that same chapter, verse 23 and 24. For the Lord would pass through to smite the Egyptians. When he see the blood upon the house, upon the lintel, of the two side posts of the house, the Lord would pass over the door and would not suffer the destroyer to come in under your houses to smite you. All right. The blood that we have in our lives now is divine protection. You don't go around and plead the blood. You hear people say, I plead the blood. Listen, you got to be in Christ. You're in Christ, you don't have to plead nothing. Just be in Christ. If you're in Christ, his blood is over you. All right. Now, he said that to them in verse 24. Not to you. You shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and your children forever. He did not tell the body of Christ to observe it. He told Israel to observe it. Now, let's see why they had to do it. Let's look at the book of Exodus. While we in Exodus, let's go over to chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23. So you got to see how God was going to protect Israel. But you got so many people out there, they don't know the word, they just don't want to agree with me. So they go tell people, Oh, no, that's what he's talking about, ain't right. But you don't give the people no scriptures. How can you tell them that's not right and you give them no scriptures? You're just going by what you've been taught. And you're deceiving everybody else who will believe you. Exodus, chapter number 23, we're going to start reading verse 20. Let's back up to verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I prepared. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not. He will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice. Now everything they had to get, they had to be obeyed. They had to obey the covenant. I told you that this morning. Get this morning tape, a whole lot on there. If thou shalt indeed obey his voice, do all his commandments that I speak. Watch what he says. I will be an enemy to your enemy, and I'll be an adversary to your adversary. Verse 23. Mine angel, capital A, shall go before thee to bring thee into the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works. But thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Here's the verse. Verse 25. Exodus 23 and 25. 
And you shall serve. That word serve means to worship, live for. Serve the Lord your God or keep his commandment. You keep his commandment. Serve the Lord. He shall bless your bread and your water. And I would take sickness from the midst of thee. Serve the Lord is what they have to do. Serve the Lord. Live for the Lord. Keep his commandment. He says, I will bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness from the midst of you. Won't be no sickness in you, in Israel. Let's go to Deuteronomy 7. Now, you in Exodus, let's bag up and show you one, and then we go to Deuteronomy 7. Let's go to Exodus 15, 26. Let's bag up while we're in Exodus. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Let's start back there at verse 24, would you? Exodus 15, 24. Now, this is what the Lord says to Israel from Moses. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Remember, God had already fed them with manna. Already fed them with manna. Already gave them quails. Now they're going to ask God, servant, what shall we drink? He cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, that's Christ, the water was made sweet, calm the storm. There he made for them a stature and ordinance, that he may prove them. Talk about the cross, the tree. And he said to them, if thou were diligent, Hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. If you'll keep his commandments, once again, if you will do what's right in the sight of the Lord, if you'll give ear to his commandments, see, if you'll just do what God told you to do, that what he told Israel, keep his commandments, love one another. Watch what he says there. I would put none of thee diseases. I would put none of thee diseases upon thee which I have brought up on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I won't put none of these diseases upon you if you'll keep my commandments. Now remember what I'm saying. Let's go to Exodus. Deuteronomy, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 7, 15. We're going to go to the new covenant after this. Deuteronomy 7, 15. Deuteronomy 7, 15. See, he's talking to Israel. He wasn't telling you, if you'll do this, he'll do that. That's not how he ministered to you. God does not minister to me, if I do that, then he will do that. Otherwise, he doesn't minister to me, if I will, then he will. His covenant is already finished. Not based on me. Not based on my will. Deuteronomy 7.15, when you get this, say amen. Watch what Deuteronomy 7.15 says. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 7, I'm in Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 7.15. And the Lord, 
will take away from thee all sickness. Watch what God said he do. And the Lord shall take away from thee all sickness and will put none of these evil diseases of Egypt which thou knoweth upon you. But I lay them upon all them that hate you. Remember, God told them all the way through the word, I won't put these sickness upon you. You just keep my word. Obey my covenant. Now, let's go and show you that in John 6, I gave you this morning. John chapter 6 and verse number 56. John chapter 6 and verse 56. Here it is. John 6, 56. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, watch this, dwells in me and I in him. What was he talking about? Look at 1 John 3. Hold your finger right there. 1 John 3, 23 and 24. 1 John. What is he talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood? 1 John chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. 1 John chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. What? Let's read it. This is his commandment that we should believe on the name. Remember, this is what Israel had to do to be saved. Believe on the name of the Son of God, of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Two things. What they had to do? Believe on His name of His Son of God, believe on the name of the Son of God, and love one another. So keeping His commandments is believe on the name of the Son of God. Drinking His blood is love one another. Can you see the truth? All right. Those are the two things they had to do. This is verse 23 again. This is commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Look at the very next verse. And this, and he that keepeth his commandment, here it is, dwelleth in him. And he in him. God said, you live in me and I live in you. Hereby know we the that he abide in us by the spirit of which he has given unto us. All right, got one more I want to show you to do. Let's go to Matthew. Now this morning, let's go to Matthew 16, 12. Before I go any further. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 12. So you have to know what was Jesus teaching the bread for. Matthew 16 and 12, then understood they how that he bade them not to be way of leaven of bread, but of the doctrine. The doctrine of the Pharisees and the doctrine of the Sadducees. So Jesus taught them about bread because he wanted to teach them his doctrine. His doctrine. How, how was he able to say See, he came in John 10 and 10. He said, John 10 and 10, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. How was he going to give life? We know he had to rise from the dead. We're waiting on John 10 and 10 to come on the screen. We know that he had to rise from the dead. 
He said, I'm come that you might have life. Well, he said, he did believe it on me, though he were dead, yes, he lived. Well, when the Father gave them the true bread, the Father gave them his life. But how do we eat his life today? Not on the table, the bread in Matthew 16 and 12 told us the bread is his doctrine. So when we eat his word, we eat his bread. His new covenant is his new bread. All right, now, with all of that in mind, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 1. 1 Corinthians. Now, watch what the Apostle Paul... See, remember, the Apostle Paul got his message comparing spiritual thing with spiritual. He had to compare what, what Jesus taught and what Moses taught. That's how he got the revelation. One and one is two. So in 1 Corinthians 12, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Now watch what Paul says. Be ye followers. That word followers there means imitators. Be followers or imitators of me, even as I am also of Christ. Watch what he tells them. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me. Now remember, he said to Israel, do this in remembrance of me. He don't tell you to do something in remembrance of him. He just said, remember me. We'll make sure you understand. He didn't tell you to do nothing. He said, now I praise you, brother, that you remember me. In all things, remember me and keep the ordinances. As I delivered them to you. Paul says, I'm delivering you the ordinances. All right, now let's go and see what he delivered them. Go to 1 Corinthians. We'll come back to 1 Corinthians 11. But let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. What did he deliver them? 1 Corinthians chapter 15. See, the Bible already got what he delivered. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. What did Paul deliver them? Moreover, brethren, 1 Corinthians 15, 1, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you. What did you deliver them, Paul? Which also you have received and where you stand. What did you deliver them, Paul? By which also you are saved if you keep in memory he didn't tell you to do nothing, just keep in memory what I preach to you. You keep in memory what I preach to you. He told Israel, do this in remembrance of me. He didn't tell you to do. Your covenant was not a doing covenant, not by works. They covenant, they had to do. Your covenant, you got to believe. Keep in memory what I preach to you unless you believe in vain. Here it is. For I delivered to you. I read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 11. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 
Paul told him in verse 1 and 2, keep the ordinances that I deliver to you. 1 Corinthians 11 and 2. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinance as I deliver them to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 says, I delivered, I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. How Christ died for our sin. Paul says, I, I, I delivered to you the epistles. I delivered you the ordinances. I delivered you the teachings which I also received. How Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. And he was buried according to the scripture and he was Raised again from the dead, according to the scripture. He was seen. According. I delivered all this to you. Now, watch what he tells them going to happen if they don't. Let's go back to Acts 15. Let's show, you, show it to you. When, when did it happen? When did Paul deliver it to them? Let's go back and see it. Acts chapter 15 and verse 22. When did Paul deliver this to them? Here we go. Acts 15, 22. They had a meeting already in Jerusalem, and now they have agreed to send the churches the epistles, the ordinance, the teachings, the new covenant. Then please it, the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. Namely, Judas, surnamed Barnabas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters. That's the ordinances. Keep the ordinances. They wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brothers, greetings unto the brothers which are in, 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 of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. For as much we've heard that certain men which... Went, unto, went out from us, have troubled you, Gentiles, with words, subverting your souls, saying, you must be circumcised and keep the law of Moses to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good to us, being assembled with the one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved brother Barnabas and Paul, that he names, Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas, Silas, which shall also tell you the same things by mouth. These guys got the letters. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. This is what you're supposed to do in the church. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us that, you, that nobody lay upon you no greater burden than the necessary thing. Here they are. Number one, abstain from meats, all for the idols. Number two, abstain from blood. Number three, abstain from things strangled. Number four, abstain from fornication. For which if you keep yourself. So when Paul talking about keeping yourself, he's talking about doing these four things and not get involved with anything outside of this. Stay away from fornication and animals that have been strangled, died of themselves and all this other kind of stuff. If you keep yourself, then farewell, 
you'll do well. So when they had dismissed, they came to Antioch. When they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle. See it? The letter, the epistle, the ordinance. Which when they had read, so you know it's got to be paper, they rejoiced for the consolation. All right. Now, in verse number 32, and Jews and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhort the brothers with many words and confirm them. And after they had tarried there in the space, they were let go in peace for the brethren unto the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide this still. Paul and Barnabas continued Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. So we know what they gave them was teachings. All right. Now watch what God said to them. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. What is the first thing Paul is going to say to them? He's going to tell them in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three. 23. Here we go. I have received. Paul, what did you receive? I receive of the Lord that which I also delivered to you. Well, what did he receive? What he delivered to them. What did he deliver to them? Acts 15. He delivered to them the epistles. He delivered them the letters. He delivered them the ordinances. Paul says, I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he's betrayed, he's going to go through. He took bread. When he had given thanks, he break it, said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. This do in offering you drink it in remembrance of me. Watch what happened. People used to stop reading right there. See, he told them what to do, but he was not telling them to sit down and eat bread off a table. He said, eat the epistles, the new bread, the letters, the epistles, the teachings. Now watch what he said to them. Verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread, he, now he calls it bread again. You see that? He went back to his word bread. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup, drink this cup of the Lord unworthily. Now, how could they do it unworthily? They weren't saved. How could they do it unworthily? They didn't have the Lord's Spirit. So he said, if you eat, eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, you don't have the Lord's Spirit. You do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever eat this bread, drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Now watch what happened here. But let a man examine himself. What does he examine himself to see was he worthy? He had to examine himself whether he was in Christ. 
And if he wasn't in Christ and if he ate the, the, the Passover that they were going to do, they were actually doing a real Passover, then he would be dead. If you go back and read the Passover in the Old Covenant, nobody that was not of Israel could eat the Passover or they would die. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily it is again eat and drink damnation to himself because he, he's not a part of Israel. He does not have the Holy Spirit. But the reason he did was not discerning the Lord's body. Not discerning the Lord's body. The word discern there means examine. Not discern the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak, sickly among you, and many sleep, die. Because they do not discern the Lord's body. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, last verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. That's why you got to make sure you're saved. When people are doing communion off the table, that's the Old Testament, you don't have the Spirit, it's killing you. The people who are in Christ. They'll get to Romans chapter 8. There, therefore, no condemnation them in Christ. See. But what happened to people don't have the spirit and you got them eating the bread off the table? Old Testament law brings death. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves. Whether you be in the faith. This is what Paul told them. You got to examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. No, you're not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. And if you are unworthy, reprobate, and eat that cup, it brings death to your physical body. My time is up. I thank you for yours. That's why the Bible said in Romans chapter number 8, let's do that last verse on the way out. Romans 8. And we'll do that for our closing. Romans 8 and 1, there, therefore now, praise God, no condemnation to them which were in Christ Jesus. So if a man's in Christ and he's, he's taking communion ignorantly, it's not going to kill him. But what about that man who don't have Christ? And you got him eating bread off the table. There therefore not con no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not of the flesh but of the Spirit. Because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from the law of sin and death, although I did it ignorantly. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilling us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Make sure you have the Holy Spirit, Christ in you, the hope of glory. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you.
Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.